It's Saturday night, and we all know what that means. It's time for the Creek Squad to get themselves together, as you can see, with the uh, Nubian Sumo continuing his 11-month uh, hodge on smoking and drinking. What's up, Sumo? What's happening? What you got to smoke? What you got to drink? Shout out to Faye Jackson. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Stop playing with you, Nepal. I saw that. It's a kick show. All right. So tonight, the Nubian Sumo is powered by the Lost Angel by Crown Heads. Is that a Christopher Daniels? No, nah, this is a Christopher Daniels. That's the Fallen Angel. I know. I just this is the Lost Angel. But this is what the uh, Angels Anvil would have been for 2020. They decided to not put out a 2020 stick for their Angels Anvil series. So in 2000, at the beginning of 2021, they came out with the Lost Angel, which is what this is. And then uh -oh, I'm working on the 2021 limited release Maker's Mark tonight. Now how much proof is that? Uh, that would be 110, sir. Jesus. God dang, you got a knee showman uh, uh, hair on your chest. <laughs> well, so yes. Got, yeah, go ahead and burn it up. Get it ready. What you got going on tonight, sir? Well, nothing. Supporting uh, PlayStation as they continue their plight, I guess, to take over the world with a uh, fan favorite of Ratchet and Clank going across the chest and rivet. Uh, other than that, you know, just uh, getting ready. You know, we got the Stupid Bowl tomorrow and all those fun things. <laughs> Not the Stupid Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, Puppy Bowl, whatever number, and uh, the Kitten Halftime Show. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, Snoop is teaming up with his, I guess, his uh, hetero life mate, um, Martha Stewart, and they'll be doing whatever they do without smoking this time, I guess. And uh, tomorrow, hey, you know, Snoop, Snoop, Snoop doing it big now. Hey, you know, you done bought, you know, you done took over, um, death row, death row. So, we're gonna see what happens with that. Hey, you make it happen, you make it happen. Um, but, uh, tomorrow, just to get that, uh, notification in there, uh, make sure those in, uh, YouTube or Podbean or podcast land tune into the sideline junkies because they will be covering and unveiling their all time Super Bowl team tomorrow morning for the Sunday morning rise. So join KG and, uh, the, uh, the boss DJ and the rest of the sideline junkies team on their foosball talking side. But tonight, we ain't got time for that foosball. Mama said we ain't got time for that foosball. Uh, we ain't got time for Mr. Coach Klein. Because right now, we're about to jump into the thick of things. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Because we're talking elimination chamber picks, getting it out the way, coming up once again in Saudi Arabia. I believe it's, it's uh, upcoming uh, Saturday will be the elimination chamber exclusively on Peacock. They're calling it a premium thing, so I don't know what that means. Basically, if you have, well, actually, that's right. Isn't that a free version of Peacock? 
Right, there is a free version of Peacock. Oh, so yeah, you have to do the paid version of Peacock to be able right. to the eliminate the chamber. So I guess that would make it premium. Uh, bring back WWE Network, please. Just putting it out there. But I figure we might as well start the show hot and heavy, doing our picks, and uh, we're gonna take it from the the rooter to the tutor, starting with uh, Naomi and uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey going up in a tag team match against Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. So, needless to say, this is nothing but a WrestleMania builder. So, uh, Shimo, do you think, uh, I'll give you first pick, um, the Crooks are going to win this one, Sonya and uh, Charlotte, to build the heat? Yeah. yeah, they'll probably go ahead and give them that, you know, uh, especially with uh, <clears throat> that little caveat that happened Friday with McMahon saying that Sonya Deville couldn't get involved in that match. Mm-hmm. So uh, with uh, Naomi and um, Charlotte. Championship, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll say that Charlotte and Sonya get the Duke on that one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that'll be one of our uh, couple uh, dual agreeances. But I will say, though, that match was really good on SmackDown. <clears throat> the finish I wasn't happy with. And not because it was mistimed, I guess. It's just, I don't know. The After everything that those two went through in that match, the missed uh, booty bump into a natural selection, and then Naomi doesn't kick out. Like, come on, man. How many times have you seen Nash? That's like a Stone Cold Sun is pretty much what she gave her. And then they counted the three off of that. So I think there should have been maybe two or three more moves to sell the, the importance of the natural selection or, or how much it had impact-wise. Well, other than that, good match. So uh, moving up uh, the ladder, no DQ match between uh, Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. No brain on that one. I'm giving it to Drew. Right. Uh, next up, we'll see if there's going to be a, a title change. Uh, you can do this pick first. Uh, Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship versus the Viking Raiders. The one's going uh-huh. to come out on top. Oh yeah, no, no reason to take these belt those belts off the Usos. So yeah, and especially to the Viking Raiders because don't aren't there in their contracts almost up? Uh, allegedly, yeah. Well, they haven't said anything <clears throat> about them re-signing, but they need as many tag teams as they can get if they let them go. Uh, the only lateral move if they wanted to be edgy would be to bring in the Briscoes. <laughs> No, nah, they ain't bringing in the then I'm telling you, like, you they will never see the you'll never see the Briscoes in the WWE. I'm sorry. It's almost like a gimmick swap though, you know, a hardcore, you know, Raider, I don't know what comparison you could put between the two of them, but you know, get rid of one, slot in another one. Would that be a good jab to FTR? Briscoe's talking about they got a bigger check. Since Tony Khan don't want to cut that money. Yeah, cool, yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, it's like one con hired us, the other one didn't. What, what does that say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Raw Women's Championship. <clears throat> Becky Lynch versus Lita. Uh, it's the same thing like another, you know, Legends match that's coming up. Becky's walking out. Current champion's going to keep it. What about you? What do you think? Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel the same way. Over there. What are you making love to? Hey, what? We come up. No? You, you can have your hands up all the time and still something be happening. Didn't you see Police Academy? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney, Mahoney set you up behind the podium? Is that what's going on? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, hopefully, 
people get that police academy joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who, who, you said Becky? You going with Becky? Yeah, I'm going with Becky. Yeah, that's a given. All right. For your WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, Goldberg, this is your pick. Goldberg loses in 45 seconds. Smash him, yep. And this is Goldberg's last match. This is last contract. This is match. last match. This, this is supposedly the last match on his contract. Yes. Yep. So there's no word on him re-signing or being offered a, a contract extension in a, the Legends category or um, anything. So, uh, and Goldberg has expressed that he still feels like he has a lot to learn from the new talent and would like to, you know, pass on some knowledge as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they, they keep him because Goldberg goes where Goldberg wants to go. So he could show up by, you know, the end of the year in AEW just for a one-off type of thing just because he's Goldberg. And it's his name, so it's not like they're going to have to call him something different. He's going to be Goldberg in AEW doing what Goldberg does, which is a spear. So they better do what they need to do or they're going to have some consequences. So... Now we've got the uh, Women's Elimination Chamber. You got Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki Ass. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> they won't screw it up, so I'll, 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 I'll say it wrong. And then uh, a to be announced entrant. So this one is kind of a, a double edged coin because that TBA could be. The winner, and this is for number one contendership for uh, uh, the Raw Championship, or it could just be shoot, geez, uh, it could up be in Queens Arena. <laughs> I mean, it could really be anybody. So, as much as as interesting as it would be for Liv Morgan, uh, <clears throat> promo wise, I think she's still not ready. Uh, Becky versus Rhea. I don't know. Dewdrop, possibly. Nikki Ass, possibly. TBA, eh. Oh, that's right. Bianca Belair's in it, so I'm going with Bianca. I'm going with Bianca too, but I'm thinking the the, the mystery entrance is going to be Sasha Banks. Yeah. They, so she's going to get whipped again? In the elimination chamber? I mean, Charlotte did call her name. Yeah. Before before Rhonda came out. So I mean it it I'm thinking that it could be her. Yeah, she's I guess done her commercials and maybe <laughs> filming some of the Mandalorian. Uh she's or, or the Ahsoka Tano uh show. So she may have been doing some of those shoots for Disney Plus and Star Wars. So that could be where she was. But Bianca, we pretty much know what that's going to be, the uh, the receipt from SummerSlam. So, right. All right. You've got the big one, the Men's Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. KG's not here because he's still mad about it. So we've got uh, your reigning champion, Bobby Lashley, defending against Brock Lesnar, Austin Theory, Matt Riddle, 
Seth freaking Rollins, and the phenomenal AJ Styles. Well, let's see. Brock is already pretty much set up for WrestleMania. No matter what. But, but if he wins the Elimination Chamber match, it becomes title versus title. Mm-hmm. Then again, they were looking at Riddle to win the Royal, to originally win the Royal Rumble. So do they continue to put, do they give the rub to Riddle? Since the match is already set up for WrestleMania? Or do they go with the title versus title angle? I say Brock. Yeah, I agree. This one has a, a lot of different components in it. Because <laughs> if they unify the belt, then Brock is by default. If Lashley wins, I mean, it's Elimination Chamber, so it's not like Brock, unless Brock takes the fall because of Lashley. Brock doesn't lose any momentum because he's guaranteed in WrestleMania anyway against Roman. Right. He's got his title opportunity. This is just for clout. Right. Uh, I see where you're going with Riddle, but then... Are they going to start the Riddle versus Orton feud? Because we know how Randy is. And to sit here and look at Riddle is already hard enough seeing him with a tag belt. But they share that. Yeah, but they may not they may not have they may not have a riddle versus Orton. I mean, they always I mean they always do that. They always break up tag teams like that. But I don't see where Orton has any animus against him right at this point. So if they just as the champion and Randy's not in there to have a chance to become champion? You don't think Randy won't be pissed? Not the the way they're running the storyline. No, I don't. That's the RKO waiting to happen. We've seen it before from Randy. We have, but but to be, but but that's what I'm saying. We always see that from Randy. And and, and why would he, why would and with everybody else, he's had always had some sort of animus against them at some point where they buddy-buddy now. So, I mean, it could be just a, you know, see you down the road type thing, you know? I don't know. I just don't see it. Or maybe I don't want to see it. Maybe you don't maybe want that's to see it. Maybe, maybe I don't want, want to see it. Maybe you like but, okay, bro, after all this uh, academic bowl and all that stuff. But, um, well, I've never been against RK Bro, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 Bill. Riddle is Riddle. He's playing his role properly, but you know, with Randy playing the straight man, I'm just saying we, we he's the Viper. If he's going to strike, oh, he could probably strike in the elimination chamber after the match. Of Riddle celebrating, pow, hit him with the RKO and leave. Set that up for WrestleMania. That you could actually build a big, you know, match around over these next couple weeks. Just why Randy? Why? Why Randy? RKO again. Why Randy? RKO again. Just RKO him all over the place until finally he just says, "You know what, Randy? You want to fight me? Fight me." Have to do it at WrestleMania. If I had to book it on that that long run, but uh, in my heart of hearts, I want Lashley to walk out as a champion because, like I said, Brock doesn't need it, and I don't really see them unify. I think that was just a little buzz thing. 
just to try to get the, you know, get the smart marks out there talking like us. So I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Um, somehow, I think Seth and Brock will probably come to blows. Seth will get taken out, and Lashley <clears throat> will take advantage with the hurt lock and probably just put Brock to sleep. That'll, that'll give him a good push uh, for them to promo on the Monday. And then uh, <clears throat> Brock, you know, that'll give Roman a little jab type of thing to say, you know, for promos as we getting up there. Uh, that's the best I could come up with, but I'm going to go with Lashley. I wouldn't be surprised if Brock wins, though, but I'm going to go with Lashley. So that's that's the Elimination Chamber, unfortunately or fortunately, because he wasn't going to win anyway. Uh, KG is not available. He could be watching. Probably not. Because he's out there doing whatever he does. You know, he'd be creeping and stuff. Um, you probably don't want us to know he's over there at the Graces. <laughs> She's been releasing a lot of Gresh- You mean the Greshams? Well, no, to him, it's the Graces. Oh, okay. He only recognizes Gresham when he answers the front door. <laughs> That's about it. Other than that, yeah, he doesn't live there. It's like, uh, meet George Jetson. Like, nah, I'm here to see Jane, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so where the street is it's been a while so I guess uh, it'd be remiss if we didn't go ahead and let you uh, creep your way in and get your monkey off Creep in and get my monkey off? Is that what you're saying? Isn't that what somebody from the Creep Squad would say? No. Oh, sorry. You want to try to bring you in again? You want to, you want to no. 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 You've done enough. <laughs> I can come up with something different now. No, 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 no. You Don't don't strain your brain on that. You know, no. Oh, yeah, well, I would have, trust me. It's yeah. Been taking exactly. all day. Right. So, yes, it has been a while, ladies and gentlemen, since we've had a that so Nubian. We haven't talked about too much as far as the independent scene. So let's go ahead and get started with New Japan. I figure there's a lot of this happened here in the past few months. So I'm not going to bore you with all the details and whatnot. Uh, what I figure I'd do is go have another update as far as who's the champions at this time and see if I can catch you up with some of the storylines. Now, right now, they are going through what they're calling their New Year's Golden Series, which is just a bunch of uh, matches, match cards that they put together on a short tour that's going to end on the 20th of this month. Uh, that will lead to March 1st. They'll be their anniversary show that they usually they have every year. And then that will lead to March 2nd, which will be the start of the New Japan Cup, which, if you remember, is the tournament where they determine who gets the who gets the automatic shot at any of the singles titles within New Japan. So that includes the World Heavyweight Championship, the Never Openweight Championship, the United States Championship. And since recently, they have been including the uh, – junior heavyweights that will include the junior heavyweight championship as well. So um, starting off with the title, the title picture, 
um, the KOPW Provisional 2022 champion at this time since Wrestle Kingdom, where they were crowned, is Minoru Suzuki. Now, they did have a 12-man Rambo, what they call a Rambo, which is their version of the Royal Rumble, a Royal Rumble-type match where pinfall submissions over the top ropes do count as eliminations. Now, um, on the uh, fourth, they had they what they did. They had the twelve man ramble, Rambo rather, and they went down to the last four of the people that were in the match, and they moved on to January fifth, where those four wrestled in a uh, in a four way in a four way dance or or quadruple threat, if you will, uh, and Minoru Suzuki wound up winning. So uh, you not so then you had um, on January fourth you had uh, Zack Saber Jr. and Tai Chi who were the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions went up against Yoshihashi and uh, Hiroki Goto who wound up winning those titles. So we have new tag team champions, and they were um, approached by. The House of Torture, which is a sub faction of the Bullet Club, consisting of Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, Sho, who's originally a member of Rapungi 3K with Yo, and um, Dick Togo. Um, as I said, Yoshihashi and Goto did win the championships, but they also had uh, went after the tried to regain the never six man tag team championships with Yo as their third. Um, and wound up losing to the House of Torture, who wound who had won the titles from Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and um, Tomohiro Ishii. Now, the reason why they replaced Ishii with uh, Yo is because a few weeks before Wrestle Kingdom, Yo uh, Tomohiro Ishii wound up winning the Never Openweight Championship from Jay White here in the states. So he went into Wrestle Kingdom as the Never Open Weight Championship, as a Never Open Weight Champion, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he and he is right now still that uh, champ, that uh, Never Open Weight. Well, and actually, Tomohiro Tomohiro Ishii wound up defending the title against Evil on night one of Wrestle Kingdom and wound up losing to Evil. So Evil is now a double champion because he has the never six man and the never open weight championship. Now, again, you had the house of torture approach uh, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto to a title match for the tag championships where if, if it wound up happening that evil was part of that tag team, he would be a triple champion. He could potentially be a triple champion. Wow. So, so we, we, they haven't they haven't uh, they've been building up to this match. It hasn't really happened yet, but we'll see what happens with that. Now, <clears throat> El Desperado ended up wrestling Hiromu Takahashi for the uh, to, to uh, defend the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, of which El Desperado did retain. Now, um, after the match. Master Watto, who just came back from excursion um, going on about six to seven months ago, mm-hmm. uh, was a former um, 
young lion within the in the New Japan dojo wound up approaching him and and um and getting a and getting a uh, actually getting a pin in a tag team match on El Desperado, which pretty much made him number one contender for that title. So they did have their match recently, uh, like like last week sometime, and El Desperado did retain. So El Desperado is now still your never, I mean your IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Now, as far as the um, Junior Tag Team Championships, you had Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles, who were um, in a three-way match against uh, Rock. Rocky Romero and um, Ryusuke Taguchi, and also El Fantasmo and Taiji and, uh, and, um, Ishimori. So um, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles did retain those belts in which they still have them at this moment. Now there was also a little sidebar, a little side story where um, El, El, El Fantasmo had they were talking about he had a loaded boot, so that came to pass where he did have this metal piece that he had inside of his boot that he was, he was calling this uh, super kick, this sudden, sudden impact, and it was knocking out everybody. So they wound up in the next storyline on that. Now, um, the U.S. Heavyweight Championship, uh, um, Tanahashi, your champion, did uh, defeat in a no disqualification match Kenta. So he's so Hiroshi Tanahashi is still your United States heavyweight champion. Now they are just trying to set up a new a match for him to de defend that title at some point, but they haven't decided as to who that would be. And uh, to round out everything for the World Heavyweight Championship, there was a match on January the 4th, first night of Wrestle Kingdom where um, Shingo Takagi wrestled um, Kazuchika Okada to see who would actually wrestle Will Ospreay on the second night. Now, mm -hmm. Shingo Takagi came in as your interim world heavyweight champion because uh, Will Ospreay wound up getting hurt and they stripped him of the title, but he's going right. He was going around claiming that he still had rights to the title, that he was still the world heavyweight champion. So they put this match together between Shingo and Okada to determine who would go after and to uh, Will Ospreay to determine the actual world champion. So Okada wound up beating Shingo the first night, and then Okada, which made him the interim world heavyweight champion. And then he went on to defeat Will Ospreay on night two. So he is now your IWGP world heavyweight champion. Now, at the end of the match, Tetsuya Naito came out and challenged him for the world championship and wanted to run the title shot. So at some point, which we're thinking is going to be the next big pay-per-view after um, the New Japan Cup, or it may be at the anniversary show, before the New Japan Cup, it will it will be um, Shin, um, Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now um, uh, that'll be that'll be the end of that for New Japan. I, I'm right now on my television. I'm actually watching Warrior Wrestling, uh, which is which they have a show going on right now in um, Chicago. 
where mm-hmm. it's going to be some interesting matches. The Briscoes are going to be defending the Ring of Honor World Championships, World Tag Team Championships, against a tag team called the Work Horsemen. There's some, there are a couple of journeyman wrestlers who never, who never really made it to, you know, any real main event status anywhere, but apparently they're giving them a title shot, and we'll see what happens with that. And I believe tonight is going to be the first night uh, back in wrestling for Athena, who everybody really? who people should know as Ember Moon from WWE. So she'll be facing Thunder Rosa tonight for the Warrior Women's Women's Championship. In her main in their main event. So and uh right now you got uh Casey Navarro and um Brian Cage wrestling the acclaimed from AEW. So really? uh you also have you've already had Dalton Castle on here, you'd expected Trey Miguel from Impact Wrestling. Uh, a few of and it's supposed to be a, like it looked like it was like an eight or nine match card. Uh, okay. So um, it's, it's 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 looking pretty good. As a matter of fact, I got the full card right here in front of me. Uh, I was waiting for my um, screen to come up. So um, I, I mentioned Thunder Rosa versus Athena. Uh, you got Bandito versus Dante Martin from AEW. Uh, the Briscoes versus the Work Horsemen. Uh, you had Warhorse versus Dalton Castle. Uh, Santana will be making a uh, appearance here as a solo. Really? Against Speedball Mike Bailey. Apparently, Santana is going around to a lot of independent shows and doing solo uh, matches now without uh, Ortiz. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, you got um, the former Lince Dorado, who's calling him, who's now calling himself Mascara Dorado, going up against Sam Adonis, who may, who some people may know as um, Corey Graves' brother. Right. So um, and he goes by El Rudo as well in the NWA. So um, you got that uh, the Acclaim versus Cage and Navarro, which I just spoke of. There was a four-way match: uh, Alex Zane, Myron Reed, Gringo Loco, and Blake Christian that happened already. And Miranda Alize faced Blue Sky Blue, which that match has happened already as well. So it looks like it looks like it was a pretty good card. Um, it's a pretty good show right now. I've been hearing a lot about Warrior Wrestling here over the past few months and whatnot. So I'm gonna try to keep up with them a little bit more. Uh, they they had like they're getting ready to have a 20th show. I think they've only had like maybe 20. This will be like the 20th show that they've had. I don't think they've been out that long. But um, right now their their world champion is Will Osprey, and they have a lucha champion by who's uh, Sam Ad- who's Sam Adonis. So um, they only have, they don't have a tag they don't have a tag team champion yet that I'm, that I'm aware of. So I'm sure that they'll be working on that at some point. But I'll try to keep keep everybody posted on Warrior Wrestling whenever I'm able to uh, get a hold of their uh, streams or whatever. Now, um, also tonight you have um, a show for the NWA called um, the Power. They call it Power Trip. And that's going on right now as well. And the card on that is uh, Scion, Mims, and the Ill Begotten, which is Alex Taylor and Rush Freeman versus Idle Mania Sports Management, which is Tyrus, Black G's, Jordan Clearwater, and Marche Rocket. Then you have a grudge match between Mike Knox and the Pope, Elijah, D'Angelo Nero, Elijah Burke, 
the Pope. Mm-hmm. Uh, whichever not, they, they usually just call him the Pope, but oh, yeah. you know, you know who I'm talking, you know who I'm speaking of. Um, tonight was supposed to be Chelsea Green versus Kylie Ray, but Kylie Ray ended up getting hurt in a match last night. So they dropped that. Uh, they, they at this point they I, I don't know if they dropped that match. They replaced Kylie Ray. I haven't found that out yet, but um, I'll keep post, keep you posted to find out what what went on with this card and, and find out if that match was uh, taken off or replaced. Um, Kobe Carino and Rhett Titus are in a three, two out of three falls match tonight. Uh, an I quit match with former champion Nick Aldis versus Tom Latimer, the former members of Strictly Business. Yep. Uh, you have a Kentucky Sweethearts brawl, whatever that's supposed to be, between OGK, which is Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, versus the Fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. As far as title matches are concerned, you have the national heavyweight champion Chris Adonis going up and defending his title against Anthony Mayweather. And for those who don't know who Anthony Mayweather is, that is the former Crimson from Impact and TNA back in the day. Uh, anybody that knows who Amazing Red is, which you should know if you're into wrestling, as you should be, then that's Amazing Red's brother. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, Camille will be defending the MWA Women's Championship against Tyron, Tyron Terrell. And the, and the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship will be defended with champion Trevor Murdoch going up against Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder. So oh, um, Trevor Murdoch's had that belt for. He's had that belt since the 75th and 73rd anniversary. So yeah, that's when he won it. That was. It's been a while. Was like, yeah, it's been it's been a few months. It's been a few months. So. Good, so good so yeah, and he he's defended it a few times. He's looking pretty good with it, you know. Uh, he reminds you a lot of Dusty mm-hmm. with the belt, you know, just because of his gimmick and everything. But um, yeah, he's doing pretty he's doing pretty well with the belt. So you know, I give it to him. Yeah. Now, um, the No Surrender pay per view will be for Impact on next week, uh, the nineteenth on Saturday. Uh, the card for that will be Jonah, which is the uh, Former, um, he used to be on um, NXT. Um, what was his name? You remember his name? You got uh, no. What, what was his gimmick? Uh, tsunami. The tsunami off the top rope. Oh, uh, uh, Australian guy. Uh, Bronson Reed. Yes, Bronson Reed. The for, former Bronson Reed. He calls himself Jonah. Jonah Rock, whichever. Okay. I don't depending know. Depending on where his name, uh, name he went with. Yeah, that's the name he that's the name he was he was that was his name before he went to WWE is Jonah or Jonah Rock. So he's gone back to that. Then depending on where he is, it'll be Jonah or Jonah Rock. But he's jo- it's just Jonah in impact, and he'll be going up against Black Taurus, which is part of the D- decay and part of AAA as well. But I think he's the uh, AAA intercontinental champion, if I'm not mistaken. Or he might if he still has that belt, or he might have lost it. I, I'm not really sure. I have to check up on that. Um, Matt Cardona will be defending the Digital Media Championship in a rematch against Jordan Grace. That's uh, you got the, there. He's training. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, so you got um, a grudge match between Eric Young versus Jay White 
going to go with that uh, fact with that thing going on, the Bullet Club versus Violent by Design and the Good Brothers. That that's that's going on. Um, you will be having a pay per view soon with uh, well, I believe not yet. As a matter of fact, it's the next match. I, I knew they were coming up. The Good Brothers versus Gorillas of Destiny was also on that card. So you got. The good, the good brothers really for the first time going up against Bullet Club, for real, and since they're since them leaving. Plus, you've got all the animus that's been going on between the good brothers and uh, Tama Tonga, you know, that's been going on on Twitter all for at least the last two years. So they get to they get to hash that out. You've got Honor No More, which is uh, Matt Taven, Michael Bennett. Uh, Maria Canellis, uh, uh, PCO, and Vincent. You had the recent addition of Kenny King, and all of these all these folks coming from Ring of Honor. They call themselves Honor No More, going up against uh, Team Impact, which is Eddie Edwards, um, Rich Swan, Chris Saban, um, and Rhino. Now. Josh Alexander was on that card as well, was on that team as well. Right. But on this past Thursday, he cut a promo talking about how he loved, how much he loved Impact. The Impact was his home and all this stuff and whatnot, but he wasn't going to sit around and wait for his title shot and was making threats about going up against whoever came out of the title match for tonight, which I'll mention in a moment. So then Scott Demore comes out and he says, "Look, I understand your situation. I understand how you're feeling. I know what you're going through. You know, I used to be your coach. You know, I coached you in. I brought you in into wrestling and whatnot. I know, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta play the game." And he's like, "I'm tired of playing the game. And if you can't give me my title shot, then I'll, I'll end up taking it." And so. It comes to they go back and forth. They go back and forth, and it comes to the point where Scott Demore not only takes him off of the pay per view, but suspends him indefinitely. Now I'm reading that Scott Josh Alexander's contract is about to be up, so we don't know whether he's going to resign or not. But it's kind of funny that all of this is happening, and then Brandy Rhodes. Brought his name up last Wednesday mm. during her promo against um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, American Top Team. American Top Team, yeah. His, oh, him. Dan yeah, Dan Lambert. So that, you, you're getting the yeah. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. Okay, so. They will say when Scott DeMore goes back in the back and tells them that you know he suspended Josh Alexander. They like what we gonna you know they like he's like I'm letting y'all pick who y'all want to be on y'all's team. Well, it only makes sense that we get Jonathan Gresham since I mean he's Ring of Honor, but he doesn't appreciate what's going what they're doing uh, here in Impact Wrestling. So we're gonna go talk to him. Gonna find out somebody jumps him in the back. As always. So, so you got. You got a you got a match going on in the ring, uh, Violent by Design versus uh, Honor No More. Everybody comes out. It's a big it's a big smosh, and then all of a sudden, you got Steve Macklin coming out, 
and helping out the team impact. So they go back in the bag and they're like, you know, we don't trust you. You know, we don't, you know, you, you haven't really ingratiated yourself with anybody in impact wrestling, whatnot. He says, yeah. And, but then one of them is, but Chris Saban is like, yeah, I get it, but we can't really turn down anybody that's going to help us right now. I mean, this pay per view is coming up real fast. So I say, give him a shot. So they bring him in. So Steve Macklin is now your fifth member of Team Impact. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, for the Impact Knockouts Championship, you got Mickey James versus Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles earning that uh, title shot when she won the uh, Ultimate X, yep. the first women's Ultimate X. So she's cashing in her uh, her spot. And um, in the work for the World Heavyweight Championship, Moose will be defending against W. Morrissey. So We'll see how that goes down. I'm sure I'm sure Moose will be getting the Duke on that because that was set up him and Josh Alexander and Josh Alexander, Moose being the one that took the title belt from Josh Alexander minutes after he won it. So that's a receipt. Yeah, we'll see. So that's a, that'll be his receipt from uh once that ha- once that match happens and probably may could be his last match in impact. So we'll see what happens. So that's it for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. You was you were supposed to uh, touch bases on uh the, the forbidden door and AEW. Not so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, but okay. Yeah. Cameo, which is leading into um uh next week's rampage. Or was it this week's rampage? Uh yes, you have you had now they gave us AEW tried to get tried to give us a little swerve on Wednesday. You know, you got you got uh Adam Cole and the Young Bucks messing around again with um the World Tag Team Champions. Well, going up against then, Vice. Oh no, no, yeah, it was Rapungi Vice, but then you know, yeah. So they were they set up to go against Rapungi Vice. But Adam Cole stopped everybody. I was like, no, check this out. <laughs> Come to find out it was Jay White. Mm-hmm. Jay White on his US of J tour. You know, yeah, he hasn't he's confirmed it's all elite yet. Uh, but that was interesting. I guess that was the true Forbidden Door cameo. Yeah, that would that would probably be the Forbidden Door cameo. Yeah. No, apparently. I don't know if you see it. Uh, Perry's got a question about the Riker interview. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet either. So, no, I, I'm not. I guess that's Jackson Riker. Yeah. Yeah, but, I haven't you know, seen that yet. I can only imagine what he's saying now. <laughs> no telling. Yeah. No telling. That could be interesting and more trouble to not help his plight or what? Who knows? Uh, but what, what Now, not – not too long after the that, that that segment went off, you had your match for the face of the revolution qualifier, and then who comes out? Your boy, my boy, Keith Lee. And I will say, um, man, uh, he, he he looked good, fresh off of getting married. So. Um, yeah, he did have that little. Gl- yeah, he did. He was basking in his glory, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, the wedding pictures look really, 
really fun. It was like uh, him and Mia Yim had a uh, uh, a great time, and all the guests did that posted pictures. Uh, Shelton Benjamin specifically is is uh, photos of that situation was funny, and that ever going banter between him and Mia Yim. But uh, it was good to see that he kept the limitless thing. It was good to see that he was wearing pretty much the same ring gear, and he looked. Well, that limitless that limit that limitless thing was his from the beginning. He can't. I know, but he, they could have said, "Hey, he, just disassociate yourself from that character as much as possible." But no, nah, because like I said, he he he's had he's that that limitless gimmick was his prior to WWE. He's he's had that pretty much his whole career. Right. So you know he he would have he would have he wouldn't he wouldn't have gotten rid of that at all. The basket his glory thing is his too. So mm-hmm. you know all of that now. That now you had a lot of people asking why didn't he do his own interest music because he always does his own interest music. And so they did an interview with the guy who does all of their interest music, and he was like, "Did you really want me?" To pull that man out of his wedding, let alone his honeymoon, just to come into the studio and cut for, to, 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 to cut some vocals, to drop some vocals two days before his entrance. Now nah, we'll, he'll he'll he said he'll have his own at, at his time, but yeah, this this for right now. <laughs> just take this for right now. Oh yeah, and you know, uh, it, it happened. Uh, Perry's saying he owns a trademark to it. So that yeah, I don't doubt that. that. I don't doubt that. I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. So my question is, is it uh, too early to bask in his glory? Are we so excited at the moment to see Keith Lee that uh, we don't see the forest for the trees? Do you think it's going to be, you know, oh, my gosh, we just had this massive talent come in and the next thing you know he's being mishandled or do you think he's going to get the proper treatment because it can go one of two ways this can go jericho cm punk-esque or it could go jiggly we now have for the first time polar opposites in aew when it comes down to bringing in talent to the roster Establish, you know, huge following power to the roster. So, is it too early? Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're gonna have to do something with him because they're already putting him in this face of the revolution, rev, revolution thing. So they've got to push him. They've got yeah. to try to, they got to try to push him some to make him relevant for this this tournament that they're gonna have or whatever this uh, multi man match or whatever it's going to be. So you know they got to they got to push him. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of who they're going to put him with afterwards. This after after that, if they make him the face of the rev, revolution, who are they going to put him against? Well, the, the face of the revolution gets a, a championship match, don't they? Uh, down the road, if I remember correctly. Yeah, at some point, but you know. So I mean, you know that that could be. But are they going to get? Are they going to put? But I mean, right now you got your champion is Adam Page. So would you put him against Adam Page? You'd have to make uh, him a heat. Hey, you 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 pounce one Adam, you pounce them all, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, for you, Adam you, Page, 
that backstage walk by between Adam Cole and Keith Lee. <laughs> that that'll be just to watch Adam Cole kind of walk back a little bit. Like, what's up, big man? <laughs> like, yeah. Like you can still you can still get this. Got Perry saying uh TNT title shot. But I think that may be uh too low level for Keith Lee. Now, I don't want well, to know. because in my I opinion, know. I think Keith Lee is their first true big man. He's not the muscular guy like Brian Cage or Hobbs, but he's just a big athletic guy, which is something that they really haven't had. It's just, you know, true. a big athletic guy that wasn't super muscle bound. You know, Wardlow is kind of in between because of his size and his ability, so he could go either way. But I think Keith Lee is, you know, he, he could do some things that uh, other people couldn't when it comes down to it and, and different roles without it being, uh, let's have a tag team match type of thing. But, you know, I'm just being cautious. I don't want to get too hyped and it'd be like, oh, man, Keith Lee's going to kill it. And then six months from now, He's on dark. <laughs> no, but, but that still could be the case. But yeah. you're saying you're saying, I mean, I get what you're saying, you know. But right now, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Um, I mean, they're gonna. Um, a lot of the talent that people have been waiting to be on TV. I just don't want it. Like I said, you got the polar opposites. You could go see him, Punk, and Jericho, and you know, rocket through the moon type of thing because of you know what he's got behind him in reference to following. And, you know, people just really wanting him to succeed or they could screw it up. And you got arguably one of the best talents in the world in Jay Lethal going for an FTW championship. That means nothing. No disrespect to Taz, but. Well, no, he knows. It. He said himself, it's never been an official title. It's just it's a title for, for title. Right, but I mean, but why, you know, Jay Lethal vying for it. Uh, that's a waste of Jay Lethal's time. Dr. Because, yeah, it's it's. It's a it's a waste of it's a waste of his time because they got nothing to do with him. He's Joey not on the contract. I would have bought Joey Janela. That'd have been entertaining. Sonny Kiss, that would be phenomenal. Um, you know, having uh, uh, Ricky Starks and, and Sonny Kiss promo off each other. Man, that that'd be something. That'd be like Goldust versus Piper almost. Uh, well, actually, did you Gold see Dust, it? Did you? Goldust versus The Rock. Did you see the uh, Renee Paquette interview he did? She did with uh, Sonny Kiss. No, I didn't get a chance to to catch that one. I caught a couple snippets of a couple other ones, but he pushed an idea to Tony Khan for when uh, Don the Dante Martin's brother comes back because mm -hmm. you know their their tag team name is Top Flight. Right. Sonny Kiss wants to be like a flight attendant <laughs> as they like man as like a manager. Like a, like a valet for them. Actually, he should be on the acclaim since, you know, uh, Anthony Bowens is, you know, at the glad thing, taking pictures next to uh, Sonya Deville. I mean, if anything, that's where he should be. You know, he could be a dancer listening to uh, uh, Max Casper drop them rhymes. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I watched the um, – I watched a show not too long, uh, a few days ago. Um, there's an organization out of Pennsylvania, I believe. It's called Enjoy Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they were a bunch of, it was a bunch of LG, LGBTQ plus 
plus wrestlers and allies in that on that card. And the main event for that show was Effie versus Sonny Kiss. And they won a good 20 minutes. I mean, it was good. Sonny Kiss wound up winning the match. But they won a good 20 minutes. It was pretty, it was good. It was it was a it was a decent call. Sonny Kiss was just Sonny Kiss, but when you, when you take away the, the 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 people being biased against, you know, who Sonny is or what Sonny is, depending on, you know, whatever they want to say, and just look at the pure wrestling prowess, Sonny can go. Yeah, we talked about it many times. A talent that should be on dynamite and rampage. That's but I mean, I don't blame I don't blame him for trying to get on, trying to be a yeah. flight attendant for top flight. If it gets you on, if it gets you on dynamite, yeah, you know. It's been said many, many, many times. If you get a hot mic and you're on television, that's all you need. Now, what you do with it is up to you. But, right. You know, once you get it, that's liquid gold. I mean, you know, Paul Heyman can seal the show just with his facial reactions at the ring at a, a, a Roman or Brock Lesnar match. He can, we've seen it multiple times. You know, they cut into Paul Heyman's face, and it tells the entire story uh, for the entire match just off of his facial expressions. So, you know, if somebody sees it today, sees the day. Like, you know, I'd give it multiple times to the bunny. She does a great job with um, when she was coming out there with Butcher and the Blade. Uh, and you know her expression; she's very expressive in the face. Um, who else? Matt Hardy does a great job interacting with the crowd. So you know to, to have people like that out there versus somebody just at the apron. Come on, man! Come on! We see it all the time. But if you can be entertaining while you're out there, come on, liquid gold, and people go to clamor for them. But you know that that's that's again the the one issue with. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, we know. Like we just talked about it, Perry. Yeah, he can go. We just need him to have his just desserts uh, on main time. But speaking of people that can go, that are kind of getting uh, the shaft, so to speak. Uh, like, dang, that's I come from Sunny Kiss. That's kind of a bad segue. Um, Biggie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you gonna kick get us kicked off here, I swear. You you boy. Oh my god. So have you seen this uh this new news that's coming through in reference to uh Big E and the New Day? How Vince is quietly uh eliminating the term New Day. And it's just being uh, touted as Kofi Kingston, well, Big E and Kofi Kingston until um, Xavier comes back and we'll see what happens. But there is to be no more reference of the New Day as a, a tag team. In addition to that, there is no expectation right now, which uh, the heavy rumor, according to PW Insider, is that uh, a lot of the boys and girls in the back are not happy with this fact that Big E is on the back burner when it comes down to a title shot. It feel like he got shafted, and there's no plans, no plans for him to get back in that championship picture. So that's a two-folder type of thing. That's a um, – you've got somebody that's been putting in work that finally gets their opportunity, technically two people, being Kofi and Big E, uh, finally get their opportunity. And since it's, you know, February, 
And there's all this, you know, equality talk in the NFL. That's kind of a thing in WWE as well because they're black. But then also Bobby Lashley. So, I mean, it kind of negates it in a way. <laughs> but still, you know, not the best optics. What's your thoughts? Well, they started this whenever they made E Biggie a single. That, that was that was that was the that was the beginning of the start of this. So you That's know they right. make Biggie they make Biggie a single. They break up the new day pretty much, which they've been planning on. They've been talking about doing for a while, but they couldn't do it because they were selling too many too much merch. You know, so now it's to the point where. It's divide. It's pretty much divide and conquer. Now, you got Xavier out. You don't know when he's coming back. You got Big E, who they done put and drop out of the title picture altogether. Put him back with Kofi. Put him on SmackDown. No title. No 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 title for title shots for Big E. They're not in title contention for the tag championships. Mm -hmm. They can't call themselves the New Day because Big E's not really New Day anymore. Technically, yep. So, I mean, I mean, it's just the beginning. Pretty much, they're not necessarily the beginning of the end, but they're on the road. And it's weird; they're not even breaking them up in traditional sense of a turn like they did with the Shield. They're just kind of erasing them, phasing them out. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see if the fan because. The entrance is still there. I think it, it'll hit the fans when their entrance music changes. When there's no more, you know, power positivity, uh, you know, augmented reality thing spinning around and all that. I also wonder if it's kind of subtle retaliation against uh, Xavier Woods because he's been doing his other television gig kind of like a Cody uh, on G4. And he's been hanging out with Adam Cole and Cesaro. Uh, right, the part the party has get the party has been back together. So uh, they're doing something in the studio. I don't know what kind of they're doing music or what what they're doing, that, but that, I mean, they were back together for a minute. That's the side thing. But like I said, on I guess you would call it national television on G four, <coughs> having you know certain people there, even though we know everybody knows everybody, and they all intermingle. That's kind of interesting. Well, I guess let me say this sidebar. It's interesting when they want to invoke kayfabe for crap they shouldn't. So we can't talk about them existing, but yet if y'all had a, a good photo opportunity, like Sonya Deville posing with uh, Anthony Bowens, okay, at GLAD, that's a good photo opportunity. Okay, we can let that slide. We can be like, well, Brooke Baker was at NXT and we kind of shot her and showed her on TV, like, yeah. That shot happened. Okay. But we're just not going to put AEW in front of it. But then we have, yeah, Mickey James is the uh, Impact Knockouts uh, Women's Heavyweight Champion. But there's some words you can't put in there. You can't say heavyweight. You can't say world. You, know, you, you can't, can't say world champion. You can't say world champion. You no, can't say Impact Champion. So, you know, it's like, how, how are we invoking, you know, kayfabe? You can't use knockouts. Yeah. yeah when it's convenient but then after that nope you know every time Vince wants to do an edict or a, a memo going out you can't say this you can't say that at convenience now 
Now, could this be the Xavier Hill turn that we've been talking about coming up? Possibly, but what would be the motivation? The same motivation we thought it would be back then, you know? But the heel turn would be to break up the group. But if they're not referencing the group, then what do you? Well, no, he comes. He go, He comes back to him. I mean, as far as as far as WWE is concerned, like you said earlier, the new day is Xavier and Kofi. Mm-hmm. So you Xavier comes back and it's like, okay, you my boy and everything. I'm glad to see you back on SmackDown, but are you trying to replace me? I mean, you go off on, you go off on your own. You know, we give you, we give you the blessing to go off on your own. You win the Intercontinental Championship. You win the World Championship. You know, you're doing your thing, but you left us behind. I mean, you just went, went over there and forgot all about us. And then you lose the belt. You lose the belt, you come back to SmackDown after I'm hurt, and you and you trying to take my place. Yeah, or you could take it a step further, and his issue is so. Kofi, you become champion, we celebrate, and then you get squashed. That's it. You're done. Biggie, you become champion, we celebrate, and boom, you get squashed. So you two have both had a shot and did nothing with it. I've not had a shot at all. And I'm the king of the right. Race. Right. So now I'm going to go out and get what's mine. Right. It's so my I, turn. I, I can see, yeah, I can see that too. And they're like, well, we'll support you. What are you talking about, Woods? Nah, I can't take your support. We'll see what happens when I become champion. You know, so, yeah. I mean, because they can change, because WWE can change the narrative at any time. You know, just like Seth freaking Rollins. But he was already Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, right, but they actually changed his name. It's in his, it's in his, it's in his banner now, Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. But That's then you turn around and everybody's, everybody's, you're, you're, you're Kevin freaking Owens. <laughs> you're Sonya freaking DeVille. <laughs> Randy freaking Orton. So yeah. Uh you're freaking oh so, you're freaking Otis. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of freaking going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot of freaking going on in the WWE. And uh according to Aubrey Edwards, if you follow her on Twitter, she tweeted out there was some uh ass licking going on too. <laughs> oh my God! What? Well, it was a typo. I forgot the two ladies that she was talking about for the rampage match, but she said so and so is really. She wanted to say kicking some ass. Kicking but, some ass, but it came out licking some ass. Wow! Well, she typed it. So yeah. Oh man, the memes uh, and, and the trolls. <laughs> oh my God! She didn't reply to us, which thankfully she couldn't. Oh, of course she does. She better not. <laughs> <laughs> just digging that hole. Just digging that hole a little deeper. But what didn't help her was uh, that uh, picture that Thunder Rosa posted of her looking like she's about to do a, a, a pile driver or a tombstone of some kind. And I don't know who the young lady was that she was about to plant on the ground, but her butt is just all in the face. <laughs> so there was just a bunch of those images right there. It's like, yeah, you're just going to have to take that one, Aubrey. You know, you yeah, know, pretty much. now you really know. <laughs> But you did mention this guy, 
So let's talk about this guy because he was in a recent interview and um, he was asked about his thoughts on his Mount Rushmore wrestling. So in good worker fashion, he asked the intelligent question. Are we talking about uh, top draws or are we talking about your best workers? So he yeah, he's, with, he's, he's, he's been he's been listening to you with your caveats and your rules and your conditions and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, in some instances, it makes sense, which I agree with him, because they're, they're two different things. And some people, you know, are going to look one way. Some people are going to look the other way. So I wanted to give him right. his two. No, no, I get it. So his top draws, money drawers. Number one is Hogan. Number two is Cena. And this isn't in the hierarchy. This is just, you know, the top four that you had on there because they're all equal. Top four money draws. Okay. Right. Cena, Hogan. Okay. Hogan, the Rock, and Stone Cold, which to me can't really <clears throat> argue with that. I don't know. Well, you can make an argument for Ric Flair in there somewhere between Flair and Hogan. Um, but I think. But he's, w, he's WWE. He's WWE. Well, he, he, he can say it, but you know, I would say Hogan would still beat out Flair. Hogan, yeah, yeah. Hogan would still beat out Flair, but he wouldn't mention Flair a because of the negativity that would come behind it. Well, no, you'll, you'll see. And B because Flair didn't else. make most, didn't draw most, most of his money in the WWE. So right. So that's why he said what he said. That's why he didn't include Flair. You agree with my boy John Cena being up there? Yeah, of course. I give it. I give Cena that. Okay. Yeah, he drew. Dwayne. He drew plenty of money. Dwayne is Dwayne. There's no argument there. Period. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Stone Cold is you know no argument. I mean those four are still drawing from T-shirts and other uh, you know wearable items. Uh, actually, I think all four of them have a specialty type belt that you could buy on WWE Shop. You know that that is priced anywhere between eight to fifteen hundred dollars, I think, on the high end. But what about the Undertaker? You don't think Taker should be on there? Between those, who would you replace him with? That's a tough one, because the only expendable one would be Cena. Nah, I say Rock. Because Cena, Cena has the. Uh, the merchandise. He's the draw for the mer- he's got that on lock. But we're talking multiple arenas putting butts in seats. That that's where that argument could come into place. I wouldn't the rock has put more butts in seats than Cena technically. At, at the height of the I mean, come on now. And when the rock left, that's when Cena's t shirts rose. But before that you know, anything Brahma Bull was, was selling and selling and selling and selling. So I don't okay. know. I mean, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I'm interested. Like, like you but, said, it's a hard it's a hard sell to put any of those four out of that top four. So, you know. So it's uh <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. So that's the money draws. Here's uh his not much more for workers 
the first one, like I said, not in any order, just the, the first one I have down, Shawn Michaels, which Shawn Michaels is even uh, recently, as he said, Rick Flair said, on his top, Mount Rushmore. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Brett the Hitman Hart, who is also on Ric Flair's. Uh, the reason why Ric Flair was talking about his, as a, a side note, is he was uh, fielding the question, does he think that um, Chris Jericho is a, a transitional super talent at the level of a Shawn Michaels and stuff <clears throat> like that? And uh, Ric Flair said that, truthfully, he believes the answer is no. Not disrespecting, uh, or the greatest of all time, I'm sorry. Uh, not disrespecting um, Chris Jericho by any means, but he said, and I quote, even I do not think I'm better than Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. So Ric Flair was giving the flowers to Shawn and Bret uh, with no knock to um, Chris Jericho, but I just wanted to put that out there. So it was Shawn, Eddie, Bret, and then his fourth was Brian Danielson. So that's what I was saying. It was, you know, as candid as you could get with this one, you know, talking up a, a talent that is not WWE affiliated uh, currently. So, well, well, Brian, he has history with Brian Danielson outside of WWE. Oh, yeah. So that's why, that's for another reason why he probably named Danielson. You no, know, because they got they got connections with Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, as far as workers are concerned, I have no argument. Anybody that you would argue out? I mean, I, I'm, no disrespect to them, but I'd say the two that could be argued out, in my opinion, on the bubble would be Eddie Guerrero and Brian Danielson, possibly. Because there, there's an argument some people were saying in the comments about AJ Styles. You know, as the argument that AJ could, you know, slot in there somewhere. Granted, this is Seth Rollins' opinion, but right. you know, the grand scheme of, you know, who would be on her, which we've talked about this, and everybody has, you know, thrown people <clears throat> out there, but for a ring worker, um, AJ. Uh, who else did you put up there? Now, it would be pretty controversial, I mean, probably. New Japan people, it's not, you know. No, I'm just saying, no, but I'm saying, I mean, it could be controversial as hell, but Chris Benoit? Yeah. I agree. I mean, it, second to Brett, his body movement <clears throat> is arguably one of the cleanest, period, in all of sports entertainment, because... You know, I, I would just marvel at watching Brett take, you know, we all have seen it and just like, God, he just got killed. Uh, that whip into the turnbuckle where he just hits it with the chest is like, wow. And, you know. But I mean, there's so, many, there's so many that could be on that list as far as workers. I mean, yeah. Owen Hart. Yeah. Uh, You're just going to name the Dungeon family at death. <clears throat> pretty, I mean, pretty much the whole, the whole, the whole uh, heart, the heart dungeon, pretty much. Uh, I mean, there's so many that you could add to that. I mean, you could replace Eddie with AJ. Yeah. Like I said, you know, AJ look at AJ's body. <laughs> I mean, some people could make. Um, you no, know, I'm saying that. I mean, I'm not saying AJ couldn't be in there, but like yeah. you said, this is somebody's opinion. 
You know, I'm not arguing that he does, that he wouldn't that AJ wouldn't be, uh, but but I'm also saying that there's so many people you could put in that list, but I'm not going to argue his list because I can see where he sees that list. You know, I can see where he would make that list. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, no, no, no issue with oh, me. No, no, no. I mean, you know, his opinion is his opinion. If it's any side note, uh, we'll be doing our own little arguments in the very near future as we decide uh, as a show who is the best wrestler of all time. That's going to be some uh, men and women. Uh, that's going to be some interesting conversation because I'm quite sure – James's number one pick is going to be John Cena, and I have to talk him out of it. But, you know. Well, I mean, he is a bitch, so. <laughs> You're right. It should be Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe James's number one boy, the one he marks out for more than anybody, Rich Holmes. <clears throat> <laughs> We'll put Rich Swan on top right after uh, the Killer Bees at the at the. Right yeah, the exactly. Yeah, no, everybody knows that my number one will be Shaska Watley, Crystal Bears Watley. That's my man. Well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll, we'll we'll work on that. So that'll be something that is coming. So be prepared for that. Uh, but <clears throat> as it come to my attention. We like it a big and egg sandwich. We're done. Ain't that crazy? No KG. We got a nice, solid show. No OT. We'll leave him to talk all that foosball all day. But we got what we need to get done on the mothership. So you got to yeah. He got some. He got something going on in the morning tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got that uh, best um, all Super Bowl team that they'll be talking about on the Sunday rise. Uh, yep, all time Super Bowl team. So, uh, definitely tune in. I believe it'll be uh, streaming on Podbean and other streaming uh, things. So hopefully, they get on camera and do a little bit uh, on Facebook and stuff. That'd be pretty awesome. So, that way, those that are itching for some football talk before the football talk begins, uh, sideline junkies have been making that happen and commanding everything and all that other crap that's been going on in the NFL. And maybe talk about and speaking of become uh, coaches. And speaking of some compelling uh, competition, some compelling matchups, y'all can uh, tune in to Straight to Tape podcast on Tuesday, which they'll be doing a special airing at seven thirty on Tuesday instead of eight o'clock, because this will be the unofficial lead-in to the matchup, the versus matchup. Anthony Hamilton versus Music Soul Child. So uh, that should that should be interesting to see yep. how they come how they come up against each other. So <laughs> uh, shout out to my man Perry, who's been very vocal tonight. I'm floating fourth. Uh, so y'all catch him. Then uh, they do all the rest of the straight to tape crew. They do a versus hologram, Prince versus Michael Jackson. How about that? Oh, Prince would win all day. Mm. That that'll be a that'll be a serious discussion there. Serious. Oh, discussion. I I used to get I used to get into fights back in middle school over over Prince versus Michael Jackson. 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I think uh, KG will probably take uh, MJ because, you know, he always out there trying to uh, do some um, moonwalking and stuff. He crazy. He ain't got no job. You know, I've been seeing, I've been seeing, I've been seeing, you know, and just, you know, you know, kind of, I've been seeing a lot of uh, stuff on like Facebook and Instagram where they talking about this person, who would win between this person versus that person, you know, as far as wrestling and whatnot. And anytime anybody asks me that, I say the same thing. I'm like, who's the booker? <laughs> yep. All day. Who's the booker? Who's all the booker? Day. What territory are they in? <laughs> you know, you that all that that's, all is that all makes that's the parameter right there. Right, exactly. I mean, who's your, who are they? Are they wrestling in the NWA or the AWA? You know, who's yep. your book? Is it Dusty your booker or is it Bill Watts? I mean, come mm-hmm. on, you know who, who's 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 uh, who's got the pencil on that on that uh, match? So you know, who's yeah. the producer? And, and these days, like, who's the producer? You know, is Arn Anderson producing it? You know, is um it's what's old boy um what's old boy uh Tyson is Tyson kid is he is he book is he booking it I mean you know what's if, what's if going on women, who's who's producing it if it's the women I'd give it to Tyson kid or um Fit Finley I know we would get probably a, a fair shake uh, if it's the men uh, Shane Helms if we take a WWE bookers uh, Shane Helms or uh, uh, Road Dog. The two, I believe, would give a fair shake. Uh, yeah, that's right, Perry. If Russo, nobody wins. Except she's back <laughs> off because she may finally get off that uh, that pole. So, yeah, oh, I mean, you, you know, you, I ask the same question. I know people ask me that, and I say that, and they get, it gets on their nerves. So I'm like, you know, hey, you know, it, it, it it's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, well, they get a top 10 of the best bookers, have we really had a really good booker? Of the modern Yeah, there were some good bookers out there. I mean, Mike Graham. Mike Graham was a great booker. Um, uh, what, What's his name? Uh, they always imitating him uh, all the time. Um, damn, I can't think of his name now. Uh, From what promotion? He had, the, he had the NWA, wound up going to Australia. Um, God, I can't remember his name, uh, but he was a good—he was a good booker. Everybody, everybody talks about him as being a great booker. Uh, now, when you talk about bad bookers, now, <clears throat> now, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good many of them too. Like Vern, they like people talk about Vern Gagne like like crazy, you know. Uh, they talk about they talk bad about um, they talk bad about uh, Dick the Bruiser when he was a booker. Uh, they they they, they try to Flair. talk bad about Bill Watts, yeah. Rick Flair. You know, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of bad ones out Nothing there. Kevin Matt, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, there's some there are some great bookers out there. There's a lot. Of, what about Booker T? You think you're a good booker? That's a double edged question. Well, it's, in, it's, in, it's in his name, so I would hope so. But especially with his own organization going on, he got a lot of wrestlers coming out of that organization. He is so. I think what uh, AEW is the first one to really mention it at that level. Well, no, I apologize. No, WWE did in certain vignettes. So talk about the Usos and Naomi coming from uh, reality of wrestling or 
Booker's uh, thing, but then they kind of just glanced over it after that. Um, yeah, because Ember Moon came out of there. Um, this girl AQA, because she was uh, she was in WWE. I found out because I didn't realize who she was, but she was in, she was in, no, she was she was. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if she was in May Young or not, but she was uh, Rainya Ramirez. I don't know if you remember her, but she had like a nice five match run. They was they were giving her they were giving her a little bit of a push. Okay. She had, she had won a few matches and then she just disappeared and they let her go. But she she's always been AQA and then she just got signed to AEW. So you know, but yeah, but yeah he's got a lot of guys. He's got a lot of guys and girls. A lot of girls coming out of that coming out of that organization. So yeah, yeah, um, it's it, you know he, he must be doing something right. There's a lot. It's a lot of folks coming out of Texas. Period. Yep. There's a lot of smaller organizations in Texas that people are coming out of that are doing some pretty good work out there. So, especially that midget wrestling and whatever, whatever. Y'all haven't seen the midget wrestling in a while. These fools out there putting in work uh, on some of these feeds. That and then uh, there's a um, uh, 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 gimmick wrestling where people are dressed up. As different characters like Cobra Commander and all kind of crazy stuff wrestling. Somebody was in a furry outfit. Uh, <laughs> like these wrestling things just popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, uh, it's uh, all. Um, oh, you really gonna see them come out to Woodward WrestleMania week? So, because you know, everybody, every, everybody, everybody that's got a wrestling organization gonna have something going on in Tech in Dallas that weekend. That oh, week. yeah, this is gonna be uh, nuts. So that. Especially Perry, especially Perry's favorite GCW. I mean, they got they already got F they already got Effie's show put together. They got a couple of uh, all black cards for 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 the culture. Um, I think Alley Cat has an all women's card, and um, yeah, WrestleCon, yeah, WrestleCon, yeah. So yeah, you got you got all kinds of wrestling organizations bringing shows into the Dallas area. You know, all that whole week. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who comes out of that because it was WrestleCon. It was WrestleCon where Jordan Grace was discovered. Mm-hmm. They, they they discovered Jordan Grace at WrestleCon, and they put her in that. Um, they put her in um, that a that first AEW show. Yeah, they had what, a uh, women's. They had a women's. Uh, they had a women's like battle royal or something. They put her in that show. And then she just blew up from there. That's where KG first saw it too. <laughs> so, needless to say, the ticker is still going for the wrap that up. We've done everything we need to do. We pulled a solid hour and 20 some plus. So it's time for us to get up out of here because there's a Super Bowl tomorrow. Maybe you want to sleep around, do whatever we need to do. You can go creep, smoke a drink, and I'm probably going to go to bed. So, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. As always, diversify your bonds. Konnichiwa, bitches.